Are you ready? It's time. It's time to let go and use your voice. It's time to be real and it's time to heal. I'm Tiff Carson and this is Hard Beautiful Journey. Hey there, welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey for episode 79. One of the greatest blessings I have received in the last year is the unexpected and deep friendship I have with my guest on the podcast today. My beautiful friend, Marliana Elisaman, is here, and I can't wait for you to learn more about her and how she has played a pivotal role in my book writing journey. I can't wait for her to make you smile like she always makes me smile, especially with her contagious laugh. She is another soul that was brought into my life for a deep purpose. Without further ado, here is my interview with Marliana. Hello, Marliana. How are you? Hi, Deb. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have my good friend, Marliana. <laughs> we just practiced this. Oh my goodness. Say it. You say it. Alyssaman. <laughs> she, you are like one of my best friends and I just, you're just Marliana to me. So there you go. <laughs> Anywho, Marliana is a psychic medium, empath healer and energy worker. And I met this beautiful creature, this beautiful human, this beautiful friend of mine through an organization that I was part of called Divinity Expo. And we brought a beautiful event to the city about a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Hey. And part of my job, one of the things that I was doing was vetting some of the advisors that we were bringing to the show. And advisors could be anything, like it could be uh, a medium, psychic, it could be card readers, all of the above, right? And so I reached out to you and (laughs) I said, I want a reading and I want to try and connect with my brother. And from the first minute, it was a phone call. And from the first minute, I knew you were different and special in a very different way. And I felt a huge connection to you immediately. And yeah, it was crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, we just started texting each other right away. And, and just some of the stuff that you say and the stuff that I say, we're like, oh yeah, same, same. (laughs) Yeah. Very much parallel in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so, and we just have a lot of the same humor and yeah, we can be silly together and, and just ourselves. And that's huge. So anyway, after, or during this reading, there was lots of amazing things that obviously um, came through. My brother came through like a star and yeah, just really, really healing messages came through in that reading And so what I would like to do to start this interview is just give people a better idea of who Marliana is and, and how you help people, what you do and what your journey has looked like to get here. 
Oh man. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a multifaceted person. <laughs> I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Um, but yeah, I've been married 13 years this coming year, 2024. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and my son's magically turned into this teenager, and I have no idea why. Yeah. Time goes so fast. <laughs> Too fast. But this has been a lifelong journey for me. I've been connected my whole life. I can remember when I was really young in my day bed beautiful white day bed and I'm laying in bed and all I can hear are creaking up the stairs and all I can see in my mind's eye are these skeletons marching towards me <laughs> I'm going oh my god I'm like five <laughs> what do you want with me <laughs> yeah who are and you of course multiple experiences have happened like that over my life and in telling people most of them would look at me like I have five heads including my family so I tended to stuff it down and, and didn't say anything and just kind of blocked it out. And I actually went through a really traumatic period in my life associated with that, with just drinking and trying to numb it and numb my my childhood trauma and my situations. So it didn't really come back around until after I had my son in my 30s and I opened it back up. And then I had this car accident five years ago and that just like blew me wide open. <laughs> Yeah. How, how from, did it, how did it blow you wide? Like what happened in that accident that just was like, okay, here we go. We're doing this. Yeah. Well, it literally was, was like a near death experience, right? So we were hit from behind the person behind us was doing 125. Yeah. Full on using his phone. Oh my God. <laughs> and we had slowed down for an accident in front of us. Right. So we were doing maybe 25 and he just full on hit us. And my whole family was in the car. So all of us could have been wiped out. Thank God mm -hmm. we weren't. Mm -hmm. But we went through a lot. Personally, I went through traumatic brain injuries. I've got severe stenosis of the spine now. I've got multiple protrusions in my back. I've got neurology, neur neuropathy everywhere, like constantly. Mm -hmm. So that one literally broke me to nothing to see me rise. And I truly believe that because from that day on, things have just been gaining traction with me in my spiritual gifts and in my path and in my purpose. And it's been five years now since that happened. And I've been publicly doing this for four now. So, mm -hmm. so what were you doing before doing this publicly? <laughs> before being in the public spotlight, I would give messages and help the people around me, friends, family, if I felt like they were open to it. But my main job, I was actually an office manager in a dental office. <laughs> but you were still right? getting these messages and like seeing the yeah. stuff and hearing the stuff yeah. or feeling it. And yeah. so you were just like, no, I can't deal with you right now. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Pretty much. People think I'm crazy. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it right now. I'm busy with a tooth. <laughs> That's right. Nobody needs to know. I know what they're thinking. Shoo. <laughs> Exactly. Oh so it was gosh. quite a process. And actually, I, I lost that job the day before the world closed down with the pandemic in 2020. And I never went back. And you never went back. So went back. you also have a process in part of your uh, readings uh, that you offer release paintings. Do you want to talk about those? <laughs> yes, I love them. And I think you do too. <laughs> Oh, you think? <laughs> <I> think. <laughs> so 
that's a part of my process is I'm also a healer and an energy worker. So depending on the reading, I can take things from you, especially if you're in a lot of grief or you've had a lot of trauma and you're holding onto it really closely. These are things that I can help clear for you. So depending on the reading and how heavy it is, I will feel like full, let's say, and then I'll have to go and release. And I found that that medium for me through poor painting as the way I need to release. It comes out clearly. You can feel it channeling out. It's actually quite beautiful. <laughs> and I'll be guided to pick the colors for the poor paint. I'll be guided to pick the shamanic or Reiki symbols for the poor paint, along with sage or sweet grass, seashells, healing stones, chakra stones, etc. The list goes on. <laughs> mm -hmm. But very much guided to add these things to the painting because not only is it a release of trauma, pain, and burden, it's also transmuted. So it becomes this really healing piece and a boost forward for you on your journey. Mm -hmm. I know from my first reading, my very first reading, you did a poor painting for me. And when you sent me the picture, I was just like, get out of here. Like my, <laughs> <laughs> my brother he somehow managed to get you to use the colors, like his favorite colors. And <laughs> it was just like mind blowing that that happened. And so, yes, I got one and then I got two and then I got three. So yeah, I definitely love my Marliana paintings. And every time I look at them, I I just feel my brother with me even more and know that he was part of those paintings and that release and that healing because all of our readings pretty much involved him. <laughs> um, all of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them. He is really, really good. So, <laughs> so anyway, and you are doing this on a worldwide scale, right? I am. I offer my services around the globe. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't affect the success rate, let's say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. I've done energy work as far as Nigeria, New York. I've read people all over the world <laughs> and it's very wonderful and I'm very honored and I can't believe I get to do this. It's just so humbling and I'm so grateful. And some of them are obviously uh, online, like right now, like how we're doing this, Zoom or by phone. And then sometimes you go to people's houses for, you say it's like an hour, but lady, you've been at some sessions for three hours. It You just keep yeah. going until the messages have been received, right? Yes. I do. I don't ever put a timestamp on my time with people. It's all too often that I come across persons who are in a spiritual path and who maybe have a spiritual business who really focus on, I'm going to put it for this amount of time. And if you want more, you have to have this extra charge and then you have to have this extra charge. And while I can see the value in it, I'm not judging anybody. It's not for me. That's not my path. I, my intention is to help period. And the fair energy exchange is the set price and we just go until we're done. And that's always been a very positive thing for me and my family and my life. So it just works. Mm -hmm. And you going into there, you do some energy clearing, like in people's houses too, right? All the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all too often I'll go in and, 
And they'll tell me after I'm in that either a family member has killed themselves in their home or they can't sleep at night because there's somebody sitting on their bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are just a few of the instances that I've come across, but constantly I will clear houses in a session. So if I'm doing a reading for you and I feel that need, I will just do it. The mm-hmm. same with energy work. If I'm doing a reading for you and I feel like you need energy work, you need some healing, I'm just going to do it for you. I'm not going to worry about all that other stuff. I just mm-hmm. want to see you taken care of. Another process that you use, and we went out for dinner one night recently and she has, Marlene has, I don't know how many pencils, 20? <laughs> A hundred, a hundred. It was a lot of pencils (laughs) and she laid them all out on this table and yeah, she just picks one up randomly and then sets it down and she writes out all of these notes and, and you can see like when you're in front of her, obviously you can see what she's writing and, and some of the stuff that you've written or drawn, like, why'd you write that? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> How'd you know that? <laughs> and then she laughs like she's laughing right now. And she's like, I don't know. It's just shown to me. <laughs> it just comes out. <laughs> yeah. But I asked you when we were in our our dinner reading, why are you setting down that pencil and picking up another one? Is it dull? <laughs> <laughs> and your answer was. Well, some of them are dull, let's be real. <laughs> but my my wonderful husband, Mr. Craig there, he uh, he deals with energy also. And he has been working with energy his whole life and hasn't fully understood it. And he's starting to come into his own and realize and everything else. So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But what he does is he'll actually sharpen them for me and put Reiki healing in them. He'll put intention in them. He'll put clarity in them for me. So when I'm using them, of course, I spread them out. <laughs> and people look at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is going to be I a long reading. <laughs> yeah, right. And I just pick the ones that call to me. And as soon as I know that that pencil's done, I just chuck it and I grab the next one that calls to me. Yeah. It kind of like yeah. jumps up at you and says, pick me, pick me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lately it's been all the tiniest little stubbies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that process of yours. It's so cool. So your involvement in the writing of this book <laughs> has been pretty in depth. And I've talked to my book writing coach and her involvement. I've talked to a couple other people who will be coming up soon in the podcast, but your involvement with this book is on a spiritual level and on a friend level and on a just overall support level. And there were times when I would text you like, am I batshit crazy? is this actually real? Is this happening? What is going on? Right. I don't know how many texts you got. So many. Or should I keep going? Should I keep going? Why am I doing this? I don't know if I should write this part. I'm sick to my stomach, (laughs) you know, like just so many things. But what do you think in this last year, my biggest block as a writer has been? (laughs) fear. I really believe that's been your biggest block this year is fear about how other people are going to view your book. Fear about 
possibly hurting the people you love. Fear about if it's going to be well received. I really do believe that has been your biggest block because anytime you let go of that fear, you're good. You have this great vibration. You have this great energy and you're in it. And you're just like, yes, I got 10,000 words down. And I'm going, holy shit, look at this. Mm -hmm. You drop Mm -hmm. your fear, you get into a space of being alone and in the quiet and in the clarity and you just go girl. And I'm just so proud of you for overcoming all of those speed bumps because man, you had a lot and that's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just so proud of you for continuing to push over them and learn from them and grow from them. And you are just this incredible person. And I'm so excited that you've read this, wrote this book and I'm very excited to read it. Thank you. Yeah, I would absolutely 1,000 million, 100,000 billion times agree. (laughs) Fear. Fear, fear, fear. Fear, fear. Oh my God, fear. Yeah, get off of me, fear. Yeah, it's it's real. Um, I thought that my biggest block was going to be perfectionism. And because that's me too, like I need to do things right. I need to make them all pretty and, and look good and all buttoned up and everything. And that you got to throw that to the curb when you're writing a book because you'll never finish. But fear, fear was the real and it was there every single day, some days more than others. But yeah, when I did kick it and say, get out of here, I felt the words just flow out of me like lava. (laughs) (laughs) Holy smokes, where'd that come from? Right. And also the thing that helped me too was being out in settings where I could feel that flow more easily, like in the mountains or by water, in the trees, there was something so magical about being out in nature that just inspired me to no degree. Like it was unbelievable. Do you find that when you're out in nature that you're more inspired? I do. Absolutely. And that's why we're often driving out to Canmore or Banff or somewhere for the day on a weekend. It's grounding and it's your connection to spirit, universe, right? When you're in that moment and you're in nature and you don't have your phone and you don't have a TV and you don't have the music going, you find your connection and you find the solitude and you find the truth. And it's just very easy for things to flow and be beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know how many times I took that chair of mine, (laughs) my chair and my laptop and I... (laughs) hiked through some pretty rough places just to get to a really good spot where I knew I'd be alone, not fully alone. Remember that lady that was like standing right above me and (laughs) (laughs) I sent you a picture. I'm like, she's a little close. (laughs) Like, get out of (laughs) here. Give me some space, lady. (laughs) Give me some space. But yeah, I wrote in so many places. So what do you think is the biggest message that because you you know my brother now you know him (laughs) (laughs) oh and I know you laugh he's just a funny guy hey oh Um, he's a funny guy and he's very caring he's very caring what do you think his biggest message for this book is 
Oh, man. Well, see, there's messages for you. And then there's messages for everybody else, right? Mm. <clears throat> the message for, for everybody else, I truly believe, is the title of your book. You, you just got to dance in the rain. You have to make the most of it. You have to grab those glimmers, those special moments in your life. The more we water the right seeds, the more we have this positive, beautiful, inspiring moments in our life. And, and we emanate in that energy and in that positivity. And your brother, he tried so hard to water the right seeds. And he tried so hard to be a caring, loving person. And his heart was always in the right place. And, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, regardless of you're in addiction, active addiction, drugs, alcohol, whatever that looks like. You can't judge someone's heart. Mm -mm. You can't judge their soul. And you and him, by writing this book together, are going to share that with the world. You, you can't judge me by my cover. I am a beautiful person with a huge struggle, and it's been a hard, beautiful journey. You did it again. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> You made me cry again. You, oh, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely had the biggest heart in the world. And there were many times, many messages that came through, through you, through my own meditations. This is our book, sis. <laughs> it's not your <laughs> book. <laughs> it's our book. And so I don't know how many times he reminded me of that. And, and at first, yeah, my first 40,000 words that I got to, it was my book. And yes. that's when I remembered, this isn't just my book. This isn't just my brother's book. This isn't just my family's book. This is other people's book. And I'm writing it for a bigger purpose. And he's the one who kept reminding me of that. And sometimes it was through you. And sometimes it was through my own knowing and my own soul and my own goosebumps that I get all the time. Right. Like right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's so <laughs> funny. So yeah, I, I'm just really grateful that you kept encouraging me and reminding me of my why and why I need to let go of that fear because it can literally stop you in your tracks. But fear is also another word for ego. Well, you know, I was just going to say that as much as you've let go your fear, I've really watched you put down your ego, babe. Yeah. I have really watched you come out of your shell, come out of your ego, come out of your judgments and need to control and I've really watched you blossom and it's really been symbiotic. The minute that fear left, ego was just like, Hey, I can take a backseat. <laughs> yeah. I don't need and to it's be here. Just been gorgeous. No, yeah. no. And your need for perfectionism has slid out the window, which is great mm. because it allows for you to be creative and wonderful and free thinking and, and you more you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like that. I really like that for you. Authentic me. I am That's me. Right. That's who I am. And I'm just embracing it. And she doesn't need to be perfect. Nobody mm -mm. needs to be perfect, right? What tips or strategies would you give to people to maybe heal themselves a little bit before coming to you? 
or after scene. It's it's such a broad thing, right? Healing comes in many forms. What I can say though is we store so much in our tissues and cellularly. So if you're feeling really stuck or you're feeling really heavy, you've got a lot of stagnant things that are sticking around and holding on. The best thing you could do is tap it out. Go down your arms, go back up your arms, brush it off. You can feel the energy moving in your hands and in your arms after you've tapped everything. You can feel that energy flowing. It's a great way to get all of your meridians open and working. And it's a great way to slough off stagnant energy. And it's a great start to healing yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That and then the other one I highly recommend is journaling. journaling. Lots of it. Yeah. Journaling. I know I've talked about it for many years now, gratitude journaling or just journaling in general. There's something so healing in writing things down. And if you don't want it around anymore, burn it, get rid of it, shred it. But just that release of putting words down on paper. And then the other one obviously is this, use your voice and talk about it and share your experience with somebody because there's guaranteed somebody that needs you to share your story so that they don't feel alone. So those are some of the other ways. The other one, I'm going to wait until people read about it in my book and it's called automatic writing. That one has been very special for me, but if you want to look it up in the meantime, before the book comes out, it's called automatic writing And it is very, very cool experience. And it allowed me to tap into some things with my brother that are a part of the book and some that's not part of the book. And it's just a really cool way to connect with him that I'm eternally, eternally grateful for. And speaking of grateful for, I honestly, Marliana, I don't know what I would have done without you this last year. You know that, right? Oh, I'm I'm so honored, babe. And I know you would have made it (laughs) without me. It just would have been different, right? Yeah. A different And maybe a little harder, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a little easier. I don't know. But see, I'm crying again. Damn it. (laughs) I do know that it's very purposeful that, that we're so close and that we have such a great connection. And I'm honored that I could boost you along your journey, my friend. There's always going to be people in your life there to put you down, make you cry, to see you succeed and to see you thrive. And I'm really grateful that I have a friendship in you where it is genuine and real and and there's no strings attached. And I'm so honored to watch you write your book and flow through this journey and see your tears and see your pain and your sleepless nights and also see all the joy that you have around it and all the excitement and all the videos of dancing in the rain that I still need to send you. (laughs) (laughs) Just so much good has come from so much darkness this past year. And you know, you can't have one without the other. No, you can't. And that's the big message is life has so much hard in it. Especially these days, I think it just feels hard, but there's a lot of good and there's a lot of beauty. And you are one of those signs that there is beauty. So I know there's going to be so many people that want to work with you. So how can people find you, my friend? 
you can find me a number of ways. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram, Marliana Alissaman Medium. You can go to my website, www.marlianaalissaman.com. Yeah, many ways you can reach. I will link all of that in the show notes so people can find you and book a session with you and yeah, and just see how wonderful you are, my friend. I love you. Thank you. I love you so much. And I got to ask how you're feeling now that the book is like the editors and everything's okay. And how are you feeling? Remember that word fear that you (laughs) said I am doing better with? Yeah. Well, right now it's at PDF review, which means they're putting it into a format right before it goes into the book format and just to see how it all looks and how all the chapters look and line up and it's real. Oh my goodness. So, and I'm still waiting on cover design. So I think once I see cover design, I might actually get into the fetal position again and be like, Oh my Lord, this is real. But no, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm ready. I'm ready to let people have their thoughts, have their opinions, have their say. And at the end of the day, all I keep saying is, this is my story and I'm entitled to share it. 100%, my friend. Right? 100%. And yeah, and you know all the whys. (laughs) I do, and it's going to be good. And uh, the support that you have is wonderful as well. It's coming from an unexpected place and I love it. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> See, I, elaborate I, always, on that. I always ask deeper, huh? Go deeper. You do always ask deeper. There's just a few people in your life that you have a lot of fear about showing them the book, reading the book, having them understand a little bit more about it. And after you had shared your copy with this person, it changed. Mm-hmm. They've supported you and you feel closer and you feel more bonded. And I'm just so happy for you. And I hope that support just grows in your circle and then out of your circle with strangers and like-minded people. And I hope it just continues for you. Mm-hmm. It's well, amazing. The other part that came out of this success and this journey is realizing more what my actual purpose is. And that it's not just writing the book. It's also being there for other siblings that are going through grief because it is, I like to call it an invisible grief. And so it's just being there more in that space and Mm -hmm. validating that there are siblings too in the equation that are hurting when somebody passes away. And it's never to minimize the grief of anybody because everybody's grief is valid, but just check in on those siblings because they Absolutely. are hurting a lot. Anyway, that has been an unexpected gift that I was given in this whole process. And I know I messaged you a million times. I'm like, okay. So this post has almost 500,000 views. (laughs) I'm still getting comments every day. So is the universe trying to tell me something? (laughs) 
wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit, my friend. I mean, even in my, my own family circle, I've got someone who has a daughter who is transitioning to be a son Mm -hmm. and she has a sister. And for my friend, that was a blind spot for sibling grief. And I said, they may still be here. They may still be alive, but we've lost a daughter and we're getting a son. There's still a form of grief there. Mm-hmm. And she goes, wow, I never thought of it like that. I'm going to take some extra care with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's all too often a blind spot, just as you said, my friend. Mm-hmm. And this is so needed. That's why I'm so happy for you that you're doing this. It's going to be so wonderful for so many. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel it. And I'm embracing it and I'm saying, bring it on because I I can just feel it. I know that it's a, an area where there's a lot of pain Yes, and, and where people need more support and more to be seen, feel heard yeah. about their grief. So anyway, how I end every interview with what, asking my guests what they're grateful for. So what are you grateful for today, Marliana? Oh my gosh, where do I start? I'm grateful for this day, this beautiful, most gorgeous day that I get to be here and breathe and witness this beautiful creation. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for my tea. <laughs> I'm grateful for quite literally every every detail, my friend. It's just so amazing that I get to be here again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I get to see you and I get to talk to you and like, this is the best day ever. But tomorrow's going to be the best day ever. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast and being part of this book launch and the lead up to it coming out. And I wanted to include the people that were really, really, really part of this journey and celebrate you and highlight you for being part of that process because I can guarantee the book wouldn't be what it is or how it is without all of you behind me and cheering me on and holding me and letting me cry (laughs) ugly tears every day almost or multiple times a day. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am just so completely honored, my friend. And as much as you thank me, I thank you. It's It's been a symbiotic journey. And as much as you've learned and, and been guided, I've also been learned and guided. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. Marliana, I am honored beyond words that you were here today to share who you are with my listeners and how you have been a part of my journey to get this book out into the world. I love your heart and soul so very much, and I can't wait to see what the future has in store for both of us. Not too much longer now. Oh my goodness. And it'll be time to have my book in the hands of other people other than me. I am launching it on Sunday, January 7th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I would love to have you join me for the launch party and be on my launch team before the big day. 
I am looking for people that will be my hype squad and personal cheerleaders. If you go to the link in the show notes, you'll find a webpage with a sign up form to be a part of my team. And a thank you, I'll be sending you three things access to the live event on Zoom, access to a private Facebook group for the book launch and this podcast. And you'll receive a sneak peek into the book in both PDF and audio format. Again, the link is in the show notes for this episode. And if you check out my latest Facebook and Instagram posts, all the details will be there as well. Having as many of you there on Sunday, January 7th at 7pm Mountain Standard would mean the world to me. I would love to become a number one Amazon bestseller, and this is one way of accomplishing this dream. I will see you next Tuesday, and until then, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.